This is a Diet of Brussels. In this uh, podcast, we've got an interview between myself and Gwen Towler, who is the head of the UK press office for uh, UKIP. The interview was recorded on the 27th of August 2015. Um, for some thoughts about uh, that interview and some others, you can listen to episode 47, uh, which uh, talks a little bit about some of the points that come from that. Gwen, perhaps it's useful uh, to start by just talking a bit about how you see the role of the EU in the party as a whole. I don't know how much is UKIP about the EU? I think today, as much as, in, as way back the 22 years of our existence, um, the Britain's membership of the EU is underpins our entire existence. Um, we believe very strongly that the best people to govern Britain are the British people themselves, um, and therefore our membership of the EU is, to a certain extent, anti-democratic or a-democratic. Um, decisions of the British people can be overruled by uh, the writ or whim or decision of the European institutions, and that to us is wrong. Um, we, and that has been the case since 1992, um, 1994 when we were founded. The it is it is true that the focus of, of what we bang on about has changed, but I mean, for example, uh, in recent years, the issue of migration has become a bigger and bigger and bigger part of what we have to say. But this is purely as a symptom, not a cause. Um, in that, whilst we are members of the European Union, there is free movement of people through the European Union, and this is a an issue that has resonance within the general public. But it is we only started talking about immigration after the entry of the uh, A8 nations of Eastern Europe. Um, before that, the fact is that we had a free movement of people agreement amongst countries of broadly similar economic standing. And therefore, whilst there were people who shifted from one country to another, it was marginal and didn't have the serious impacts that the mass migration since enlargement and since the free movement of people from Eastern Europe has had on the UK. Uh, and I know this is not time sensitive, but the figures that came out today, this very day in which we're speaking, mm. underline this. Record figures, record numbers. Um, and the little detail about Romania and Bulgaria, we've got a tripling of people uh, applying for national insurance numbers, a tripling of people according to ONS, arriving from those two countries. And if one recalls, we were slated for suggesting that this might be the case. And guess what? We said 50,000 a year. It's been more than 50,000 a year. Um, that's just the case. Now, one can make a moral argument this way, this way or that, but the facts of the matter don't change, and we believe that the, the sheer scale is, is too great. And until we leave the European Union, there's damn all we can do about it. So... It is a Europe issue. Migration to us is a Europe issue. Um, it is underpinned by European law, European legislation, European desires, European mores. Um, and thus, we don't think it takes us away from our core EU message that we wish to leave the European Union um, in the slightest. That, that, that underpins everything we say. Um, I do make one point that the, uh, the most important letter in UKIP's name is the I and the independence and that is not just independence from Europe, it's also independence from um, and independence from 
local government, national government and transnational government. Uh, we believe that pe- the best people to decide for themselves are themselves, and that is at, at all those levels of governance. But that's, that's basically it. So it's about individual, individual liberties? And individual liberties, autonomy. Um, when one leaves home, one, 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 one grows up and one makes decisions for oneself. Whilst you have other people making decisions, you remain an adolescent. Um, and that, I think, in a sort of philosophical sense, um, is demeaning. Um, it is not fully, it is not fully developed uh, that one cannot make decisions about this, that, and the other. Be it who you allow into the country, be it uh, what food you feed your children, um, it, 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 a whole range of issues. Um, the state, be it the European Union be it local government, be it national government, has taken away and has removed personal responsibility. And that demeans the individual as a fully-fledged human, an autonomous being. Um, And so that liberties argument, I think, is extremely extremely important. Um, That underpins almost everything. If you look through the UKIP manifesto, it's there across the board. Um, That is the philosophical underpinning. It's that that classical liberal... um, approach to to how a society is best constructed to the to ensure the best outcomes for its citizens so with all that in mind clearly the referendum that we're going to have at some point Mm -hmm. in the future and we're still not clear about when that's going to be is existentially important to the party vital so we've worked we've worked worked years and years and years for this. Now, obviously, we feel that of course, at some point, the, the British people would come to their senses and, uh, in a landslide like in Scotland, elect UKIP to govern. And if we were elected to govern, we would be in a position on a manifesto commitment to withdraw from the European Union to withdraw from the European Union. That being said, uh, that hasn't happened, and the pressure we have put electorally on uh, the government, uh, the, particularly the Conservatives, but not just the Conservatives. Um, has forced the Prime Minister's hand that he has had to offer a referendum. There is no doubt, and I don't think there is anybody in the country who thinks at all, who thinks that the Conservatives or the government or this would have offered a referendum without that electoral pressure from UKIP. So it's a feather in our cap. We now have to win it. In terms of activity at this stage, before we have official campaigns set up, the party's already... Um, We've been having... Uh, ever since the the election um, throughout the summer we have been organising and planning uh, a series of meetings a series of uh, events up and down the country we have over 200 confirmed meetings across in all four uh, nations of the United Kingdom um, pretty well from Land's End to John O'Groats and from Londonderry to Thanet uh, across the country um, so it's pretty clear to us that uh, this is what we've been up to. We've been working hard. There, there are at least 200 books and an, another couple of hundred in the pipeline. So this is, uh, this is part of what we're doing. We, we do have feet on the ground. We have an ability to project into the towns and villages of the country um, in a way that maybe some of the other uh, campaign groups for and out don't yet have or may never have and so this is where we add value to a broader no campaign. So this is uh, I suppose one of the, the questions that I guess people would be interested in is how much is that off the party's own back and how much is that in coordination with other groups? At this point it's off the party's own back but we are perfect, we are very open to other groups 
engaging with it and taking part in it. Um, I mean, the, there are a series of meetings that have been already announced with uh, Nigel Farage. He's obviously one of the great communicators in British politics today. Um, again, up and down the country this year, there will be more next year um, leading forward. Those are probably much more UKIP-focused, but the, but the village hall meetings that are being set up are much broader-based, um, and we welcome and they encourage others from other groups who agree with the basic premise that British democracy is best served by British people voting for British governments that make decisions for British people. Um, welcome aboard. We're in a stage of renegotiation. Uh, the no, government we're not. Is, so, well, David Cameron <laughs> would say that we are. <laughs> um, the Prime Minister would say we're in a stage of renegotiation. Yes, he would. But um, uh, he has not set any parameters to what his negotiations are. Uh, therefore, it's like somebody not benchmarking their, uh, their, their plans, so therefore nobody can hold him to account when he fails. Um, but he'll come back having showing that he's stopped the European Union banning shoelaces, and this is a very good reason to stay in the European Union. It will be a massive victory. It will make it, it will make Thermopylae look like a, a walk in the park. It will be a huge, huge victory for David Cameron over the monsters of Brussels, um, and he will come back with less than a row of beans. But the um, the cheerleaders for Mr. Cameron will no doubt tell us how wonderful and successful his campaign has been. What What would you like to see from a renegotiation? Do you think that? Well, but, um, there's a question. No, is, we is want it, out. Is there, is there anything <laughs> that could be in, in, UK, in UK, for, for, for UKIP's perspective, renegotiating, as Cameron is trying to do, this great thing he's going to stop migrants to touch benefits. Most migrants don't affect our benefit system. That's not the point. The point is self governance, not stopping a few migrants from picking up the dole. Um, <laughs> that just isn't isn't the point. That. On a practical level, level, it's it's silly. UKIP is not interested in renegotiation because, as I say, he's going to come back having negotiated something or other. But even if he negotiated uh, a block to free movement of people, that's just a symptom. It is not the cause. The cause is the ability of the British people to govern themselves. And it is not, as some people like to seem to think, a question of out or the status quo. There is no such thing as the status quo in the European Union. Every year, it gets deeper. Every year, there are greater integration. With every piece of legislation passed in the Strasbourg Parliament or going through the Council, integration gets deeper. So we are not out or what is extant today, because if we vote to stay in, the next week, there'll be a whole tranche of legislation that the Eurocrats have been keeping back so as not to scare the British horses that will then come forward through to the European Parliament and be passed and, and sent through. And we will ha- see a, a, an acceleration of acceleration, uh, of integration, at, at that point, because we've shut the British up for 40 years. <laughs> They've had their vote, now we can move on. Um, and so the debate isn't a question of what we have today and leaving. It is leaving and who knows how far they'll go. Uh, and that, I think, is a, a, is a key point. So it is not negotiation, renegotiation to us. Now, there are others, and we rec- recognise and respect that there are others who would like to see, would, would be happy with uh, a renegotiation on benefits, and that'd be enough for them. Well, fine, but that's not enough for us. Um, it just isn't. Because it doesn't address the moral, philosophical point of autonomy. So, 
it, it raises the question of, of how you characterise the EU. I mean, you talk about it as a sort of inexorable... Well, that's what it's been so far. Uh, do, do, and there's no suggestion anywhere in Brussels, amongst the institutions, the variety of institutions, that they have any intention of being anything other than they've always been. You've got to remember the preamble to the Treaty of Rome. And that, that makes it very clear that this is an ongoing process. The EU isn't a thing, it's a process. And it's a process to full integration of people's economies and, uh, and cultures. And so that is, that's there. It's, it's written in stone in the treaties. And this is one of the things that Cameron wants to negotiate out, that we don't have to be part of the ever closer union of peoples. Fiddlesticks. He's got to be kidding. It's like when the, uh, the Constitution was voted down by the French and the Dutch. And the Dutch, they, got, they wouldn't have to use the flag. Oh, well, that makes everything better, doesn't it? They got the Constitution, despite the fact they voted against it. They didn't have a second referendum to confirm the change. The change, well, you don't have to use the anthem. You don't have to sing Ode to Joy when you, when you have your breakfast in the morning. That's fine. Um, it's not, it, it, is, it is bunk. And, so, and ever since then, we have seen greater and greater integration in a whole series of areas, be it widget-making, environmental measures, this, that and the other. Um, so... It, 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 negotiation to us is negotiation as if as if the process stopped there but it doesn't a cursory glancing knowledge of how the European Union and its institutions operate will tell you that it doesn't stop there it always integrates that's what it is it, the, the institutions process are a machine for the creation of an ever closer union of peoples. Is that, is that intentional or is yes. that a, a product it's of been, the structure? It, no, no, it's been written into the treaties right from the start, right at the Treaty of Rome, ever closer union of peoples. That's there, that's what it's all about. It is to create a single European entity and we feel that that is massively anti-democratic um, and it's certainly not the will of most of the peoples of Europe. In a scenario where there was a, a vote to, to leave. Mm-hmm. What would you see as the, the alternative arrangement for relations with continental Europe? We have alternative relations with all, arrangements with all sorts of countries around the world. Um, I would think that we will be very close to the Europeans. Uh, we trade with them, we visit them, we talk with them, we, 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 we marry them. We, uh, <laughs> they're our nearest neighbours. That won't change. And what's more, it hasn't changed for thousands of years. We've been like that for an awfully long time, but we weren't governed by them apart from one small period. But that was pre AD four hundred, um, and maybe you could say the Plantagenet period, the Norman Plantagenet period, was a was a mixed bit. bit. But no, I, those relations with the European institutions. Obviously, what has to be considered is not just how our relations with a Europe of today, a EU of today, would be, um, but also our relations with an EU post Brexit which will be a different to you. It won't, again, process. It will not be the same thing we are talking about today. It will be a different thing because Britain won't be in it. And so one of the counterweights to the mass integration will have been removed. (laughs) So it will be a different to you. Um, And I think you will find other countries going, well, if they can get out, um, we're we're not overly comfortable about this drive to a sort of corporate social Europe. They'll want more 
leeway out as well. So it'll be a very different institution. It's very hard to state today exactly what our relations will be with an institution that doesn't actually exist yet. Do, there's a kind of a hint in there that, that the UK is perhaps at the beginning of a, a wave of challenges. I would think that that will be the case, yes. If Britain, when Britain leaves, then others will look at it and go, hmm, <laughs> um, maybe we want out too. Um, and I don't think that's a. I don't think that's that, that. That is a contentious or particularly controversial point. Um, I don't think it's been considered particularly strongly, but it's one only has to think it to realise that it's a very likely scenario. Um, there are particularly sort of Scandinavian countries. I don't think the Dutch would be overly happy. Um, there are very. When some of the Eastern Europeans won't be not overly happy either. So it will be an interesting, interesting times. Um, but I mean, what was it? One hopes to was a pit. We hope, we hope to save Europe by by our example. Okay. It was one of the pits that said that, and I and I think that is true. I mean, uh, we save ourselves by our exertions, and Europe by our example.